Okay. Good afternoon, Anzi and Joanna. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> uh, it's like they're twinning. You're adorable. I am in such awe, let alone of your product. As you know, I'm a massive fan, but I love your backstory. It is a story of uh, passion. It is a story of love. It is a story of family and support. Anzi, for those of you that are watching out there that don't know who you are, can you just tell us a little bit about your company and how we got there? Sure. Um, so my name is Anzi. The name of the company is Anzi, and uh, the company. I'm the founder, um, and it started in 1999. Wow, I love that. And you know, when I talked to Joanna, he gave us such incredible sort of backstory that I think you've shared with a lot of people, and you share with the public but you brought such awareness to a really, really important um, disease and illness. So do you mind to share your story of sort of how you came into your passion project uh, when the kids were super young? Yeah, sure. Um, Joanna was eight years old at the time. Uh, Robert, my son was 10 and Jacqueline, my oldest was 14. And at that point, my husband was diagnosed with colon cancer, stage four colon cancer, and he really wasn't given much hope. And we discussed together, my husband and I, that I had to think of something to do um, for my future and my children's future because we didn't think he could possibly be here for, we didn't know how long. And I, so that's we came out with one bracelet to raise awareness for colon cancer. And now you had said uh, when we were speaking earlier that you were always sort of creative. You did go to school to be a teacher, I believe, but I think your late brother was also somebody that was very creative with his hands. So how does he come into the picture? You kind of helped him out or how did that happen? Um, he was a real entrepreneur he owned a picture framing company, but not just a picture framing company. He bought um, artwork from all over the world. Wow. And um, he started in the basement of my parents' house at 18 years old. He graduated from high school and he didn't go on to university. He was a very hands-on person, always creating from when he was a little boy. He made his own dune buggy. Um, oh, dune buggy. <laughs> I know, you know what, as soon as you say these words, you know, I'm always like that you kind of ages us, but I don't really care. But it's sort of those words as well. It's funny, you probably can't see my t shirt. It's the Barbie Corvette. And, okay. uh, you know, and I'm like, geez, I wish I hung on to that because now knowing how much all that stuff is worth would have been great. But anyway, nevertheless, so he was, you know, and it's funny you say that going to um, your brother being an entrepreneur and, you know, going right into it after high school. I find that many entrepreneurs, because they're so creative, don't necessarily have this big education afterwards, not, you know, discounting, you know, education past high school. But it, it's kind of funny that you say that he went right into it. Now, what did you do at that point? So you helped him out? Um, when he was 18, I was 11. 
So no, I just watched him always working. He worked probably 20 hours a day. Um, I started doing part-time work for him when I was 14. And I remember very clearly when he gave me a job to do, I'd sit down and he came over to me and said to me, what are you doing? What do you, I said, but you gave me a job, I'm finished. He said, you never sit down. You always have to be doing something. You've got to go on to the, if I didn't tell you something, you come ask me or you find something to do. So that was always in the back of my mind. Even today, like if you're sitting and watching TV, it's very hard for me to just sit and watch TV. I have to work with my hands. I have to create, it's just who I am. And, and I, I love that. And that's probably a big part of your success, right? I feel that, you know, even for myself, it's very rare that we can sort of decompress and just do nothing. I mean, there's a time for it. But like you said, if, you know, whatever you're doing, you still have that passion to be doing and to be creating. I think once you're a creator, that's just within your blood. I have a son that's actually an art creator uh, online. Uh, when COVID hit, I, I mentioned to you, I have the four boys. When COVID hit, he, he was going to be the one that was going to be either a lawyer, an engineer, whatever. He had wonderful grades, could have gotten into any school. And, mm -hmm. you know, he has a very huge artistic background in him. And, you know, he just created something for himself. And so, okay, so anyways, nevertheless, so once you had that creativity, you were working with your brother, then sort of to fast forward so your husband unfortunately was diagnosed and mm -hmm. the kids were young so you decided i'm gonna open up a company or you had just made one bracelet from what i understand not at all never really thought okay yes i listened to my husband to a certain point but um okay i've got to do something with my life well i didn't know at that point i knew i had to focus on helping him going for treatment and many operations to New York, to California. It was almost like a full-time job. Um, sure it was, especially in 1999. Not a lot of people even knew the word colon cancer. We didn't know. We it wasn't, it yeah, yeah, it wasn't something that was really brought up. There was no, I don't believe there was even tests at that point where now, you know, men go and check their prostate and, you know, it's, it, it's one of the quote unquote, what I heard actually my GP of, oh my goodness, 33 years uh, is a five time uh, colon cancer survivor and has just retired. And, you know, I don't think back in the day there was that awareness as there is today, but you, Anzi, oh, took amazing. it one step up and you created this beautiful bracelet. So can you tell me the backstory about your first bracelet? So the bracelet came about when we had to go to New York for one of his operations. The colon cancer had spread to his liver and he had to have an operation there. And as part of his recuperation, we walked the streets of New York and we kept noticing gemstones in different stores and never saw them in Montreal. So we sourced out gemstones, brought them back to Montreal um, set up a table in our basement and my kids, all the kids started creating things. And one of the things that Barry created was the colon cancer bracelet. It was different colors and we called it the lifesaver bracelet. It looked very much like a pack of lifesavers, all the different colors. And I love then, that. Yeah. I just want to say one yes. thing. So as a kid, when, when they would come home from these long trips, it was always 
very exciting, obviously, that they were coming home, but like what we looked forward to was the little packages that they would bring home. So we would open them up. Yes. Well, I can almost, and, and you and I chatted about that. Yes. Yeah. And you so and I chatted about that. I'm sure it was almost with that one bracelet. We took that bracelet to New York and made an appointment with Saks Fifth Avenue. Um, from that bracelet, we got in to have an appointment and that's how the business started. Uh, right out of that one bracelet. Yes. That so is there, so there wasn't necessarily time for an appointment, but they said Jacqueline and Nancy were together. They went over to the office and they said, well, we just want to give you this bracelet. And if you can, you know, give it to the buyer, we would love to have an appointment to show you the collection. And that was the introduction into getting into Saks and into creating brand awareness and getting Anzi as a brand out there across the US and across Canada. Which is, you know, just that story alone, even if you ended it there, people don't even get in to be able to drop off something like this. So I feel like not only did you have the talent and like I said, you know, clearly your work is absolutely beautiful, but obviously there was maybe a higher power or everything you were going through. I feel like that was your time. You didn't right. even know it was going to be like that, right? No. And sure. what year was that? So he was diagnosed in 99. That was what, a year or two later? Probably like 2002, 2003. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yes. And then I love that. My sister said, okay, I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to, um, New York and I'm going to go there and study for a year and, you know, go to jewelry school. I'll learn more and then I'll come back to Montreal. And it's, yeah, and she went there. I think she was 22, and she's turning 42. So she never came 20 back. 20 years ago. Crazy <laughs> oh, stuff. wow, that is awesome. But yeah. just to go back to your story, Joanna, too, it's funny that, uh, and again, having young kids, or had having had young kids, it was like you said, it was always about, you know, you probably thought, oh my gosh, it was like better than Christmas or a loop bag, right? Because yeah. not only could you see this big shiny something or small shiny something, it also got your creativity flowing probably as well. And it brought the family together, right? That's to do right. something together. And that's why I love this whole story so much. It is so much about family. So as we sort of fast forward, so they, what did they do? They decided to take on that bracelet. You got the appointment and then you were off to the races. I just want to add one quick, quick thing. It yes, please. Family together. It also brought the whole community together. So mm -hmm. like, if you want to just add a little bit more about like how the community started coming together. Yes. So friends and family started shopping out of our basement. That's when, that's where it started. Students started making jewelry, like with us, we like our friends were making, we were making bracelets and jewelry out of our home, but it we was started like, started making other pieces. It was a fun thing that got everybody excited and got, you know, got, got, many people's creative creative juices flowing not just our families which was nice it was including the i community. love that well you inspired so many other people to come into let's say your family and really let's call a spade a spade your community is your is sort of like your second family right so i love that grassroots approach and you're very you're both extremely humble which i love so thank you for that but the other thing is, I love the fact that your whole mission and your whole vision was always about awareness and giving back. 
and continues to be a yes. big part of the business as well. Yes, I was just going to say, so we, so let's just share, because as you were telling me the story before Joanna, I was just, all I wanted to say is, how's your dad? And you were like, oh, don't worry, he's alive. And, you know, so is he, is he healthy? Yes. Yes. Yes, he's been cancer-free for a very long time. As I don't like to figure out the years because I feel it's like jinxing. No, no, we don't. Yeah, you don't have to do that. It's been, and when he was diagnosed, he was so positive. Like, so, like, you have no idea. I'm going to, I'm like, I have this most amazing family. I'm going to be here. And the first wow. thing he did was, I, I want to be here for Robert's bar mitzvah. <laughs> okay. Oh. It was only 10. And he says, I got to get there. And like, uh, he's, he's amazing. He's a very positive person. So you, yeah, because a lot of your jewelry and a lot of your designs really do resonate positivity. And I don't know if that's how it all came from his and your whole family and the community's positivity, where some of the inspiration came from. Can you share a little bit about that? I mean, I know you're continuing to be innovative and I do see new designs and new collections come out, but I feel like sort of the foundation of ANSI really is that close-knit family, community, you know, tranquility, peace. So can you share a little bit about that? Well, um, when we make jewelry, we want it to be able to be worn every day. We want it to be practical, but at the same time, we want it to show up. So. There's a lot of different things that we got into along the way. So one of the things that lately has been a lot of um, ear piercings, um, but everything's very delicate and you can wear it every day. I've always been a very practical person in that I want to be comfortable. Um, my shoes have to be comfortable. My jewelry has to be comfortable. And then at the same time, sometimes I like it to look bolder so we do a lot of layering of our necklaces and I love pendants. I love all the different pendants that we're creating. I love the bigger bangles that we're making. And I, I also love colors. So that's where the beads come into um, us wearing the bracelets and showing them. I love turquoise and gold. So <laughs> I know So something like this. Oh, that's, so this has, this has a celestial inspiration. It has a Mayan inspiration. You'll see a lot of nature inspiration throughout our pieces. You'll see this a lot one, of celestial inspiration. This one says my name. And what's nice about it is you can only tell us my name if you really look closely because the design. Oh, isn't that beautiful? You, Joanna, you'll have to send me a picture of that so I can put it into this video because you know, your designs are so unique. And I know there's a lot of people that, and a lot of, you know, very talented designers, but yours is so unique. Like the colors, the beads, the feel, the gemstones, everything is so unique. Like I don't see it anywhere, which is one of the many reasons that I love the brand so much. But, you know, going back, no, it's... You're welcome, but it's really the truth. And I know everybody else in your community and you have a very loyal following and a very loyal community is um, 
the one thing that sort of just to go back to for a second, don't you feel as an entrepreneur, you sort of create what you feel? Yes. Yes. Yeah, she's kind of like, duh. But But I'm just saying a lot of people don't. A lot of people will try to go mainstream and they'll try, like you even just brought something really, you know, that people don't, if they don't know how to layer, they put a whole bunch of stuff on and it looks ridiculous, right? And I know the new kind of hot thing is layering. And so you'll conform to new like looks and styles, but you'll never veer from your authenticity and sort of where you started from, which is what I was sort of trying to say, because so many people jump on these different bandwagons and I don't feel like your brand does. I feel like it just remains true to itself. So why, what I was sort of trying to get to is as an entrepreneur, there's many people that will be watching this uh, video and this interview are dying to know as an entrepreneur, what is sort of your superpower, if you will? So I can, I can sort of share with, I could share with you what mine is. Mine is just being very truthful, very authentic, true to myself and true to the people that I love and I surround myself with. And I don't know if yours is similar, but as an entrepreneur, what do you feel is your superpower? Um, how do I get through each day and what makes me come to work and all that stuff? Um, I feel very passionate about what I do. And sometimes it's not easy because uh, business is tough. And sometimes you feel like, oh, I'm going to quit, you know? Because- yep. Every entrepreneur goes through that. Yeah. Every entrepreneur goes through that sometimes many times. And so what do you say to yourself? I say, it's going to get better. (laughs) We're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. We're going to get to the next part and we're going to go out and we're going to hustle. We're going to meet customers. We're going to speak to, it's very important to speak with your customer. Yes. A lot of times they give you ideas and say, oh, I'd love to have this. And sometimes they're, it's one of the best ideas and you just I think so too. It. You know, uh, you have to listen, not just talk, but always listen, you know, and uh I don't know, um some of the are- best leaders list, do better listening than they do talking because what you just said is so incredibly powerful, which is your customers will tell you what they want. Again, you're not going to do everything for everybody but they'll give you ideas, maybe something you didn't think of. And I love the fact that you're just being so vulnerable and so truthful that entrepreneurship, it's tough business. It, it is tough. Forget about the, the world pandemic. That's a whole nother, I don't even go there anymore, but you know, we, we had to get through all of that, but there are struggles and obstacles along an entrepreneur's path all the time. Right. And so, you just take it from what I'm hearing, if I'm correct, you're saying I take it day by day. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you're also saying, and I felt so upset. I missed the both of you in Toronto, but I love the fact it's almost like, and again, I'm dating myself, which is totally cool with me. I remember back in the day that that's how people would sell. Even in grocery stores, they would go and they would let you try their product. And to have to be able to meet 
the designer and the daughter and the brains behind the corporation. That is massive. And I know you two are out there meeting your clients. How does that feel for you? Like what is sort of the I, mindset? I, Joanna, <laughs> my sister, Jacqueline. Also. So my sister also, my sister just happens to be based out of Monk, out of New Jersey. So she, that's where she's, that's where she lives. And so like, we're not always together, but we, do make a point to do some shows together a few times a year so that we can, you know, at least spend that time together, like trade shows, definitely in Las Vegas, we always have our time together then. Um, but basically going out and meeting customers, I think that that is part of our superpower. I would say like that whole, the whole um, conversations to be had, the whole interaction, the time that we get to spend together in those moments, it makes us love what we do because we're, we're together. We're doing it, it together. It makes, makes it, fun. it fun. For sure. And a lot of times if I'm dressed, I'm wearing too much jewelry. Well, my kids will say, mom, I know you love the jewelry and you love wearing it, but like, okay, too much. And vice versa. <laughs> too much. <Vice> versa. <laughs> it's always, you know, it's nice to have somebody younger, their opinion, and it's nice for them to hear somebody older. So, have an opinion. Well, you know, an older woman would want to wear it this way, you know, so we bounce off ideas from each other. I also want to say that we don't do this all ourselves. We have an incredible team. Yes, we have uh, we 10 people in our company Amazing. that are working their butts off every day to run this business. They're very um, devoted. And um, everybody has a hand in making the business successful. So like one thing that we worked on for the last few years, and I think over the last year, something that was like a big discussion for our entire company and Newman just wants to come in. Do you guys want to meet Newman? I'm just going to bring him in. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He's crying. Come here, Newman. Okay. Absolutely. I don't know who Newman is, but I bet you it's a furry. Oh, oh come on. Okay, Anzi, and like, I'm sorry if you already have this, but you know, I'm a massive loyal fan. Yes. I wonder because i have a frenchie the only girl in my family right all boys all men what if you did something for puppies i would love to we do have something for puppies i know, I know. <laughs> that's I mean, why i said if you do I, maybe i missed it but do you have like something for dogs what is it a collar for actual no, dogs. Oh, no. for actual dogs. No, no, no. We it's have been discussed. symbols that represent um, dogs, oh. but we don't actually have four dogs. Okay, well, just saying, you know, it's a whole untapped market and another market. You heard right. it first here because, I mean, I don't know how you look at the face. So cute. Hi. <laughs> just wanted to see mommy, right? Yeah. Going, <laughs> we definitely do things that represent dogs, but yes, our company is called sure. Anzi Accessories and Designs Inc. Officially, so that if ever we decided to go into something apart from jewelry, it would work with our with our brand name. We do we do eventually plan on adding accessories into but, uh, but our line. I, I've always I've been saying recently I'd like to do something that will help dogs. You know, like lost, to give back. See, back. I feel like that this is your whole calling. Yeah, I don't know, but you sure. said you want to listen. Sometimes when you keep hearing the same message, it's sort of the universe's way of saying over here, over here, right? right? Ideas over here. Because, you know, people go crazy for what they do for their animals. I mean, all animals, but sure. I, I love all animals, but I'm a huge dog lover. 
I would totally buy a piece from Anzi for my puppy. And I mean, anything from, you know, like nice beads or something, you know, even right. if they, you had a collar with a beautiful gemstone, I'm in. I'm just saying, I'm going to be your first customer. Okay. First of <laughs> thousands, I'm sure of it. And so I just, you know, I, I know our time is coming up. I have two more very quick questions. So our tagline is the struggles part of the story. This, you know, any road to entrepreneurship, it's never a paved highway, right? So can you think back to maybe one really big obstacle or struggle that you had to face? And if you can share a little bit about it and what did you do to sort of overcome that? Um, well, one struggle, I remember coming back from the States, I was with Jacqueline and she was still in university and we did some kind of show in the States and we drove back with the jewelry and we got to the border and I said, oh, we're really making good time here because, you know, we were in the car driving with the jewelry and we got to the border and uh, it was uh, probably like eight o'clock, something like that, nine o'clock. And um, they said, oh, we just need one thing. Well, that one thing we didn't have was some kind of documents. So by 2 a.m., oh, 3 no. a.m., turned around and she had to go to school the next day. Uh -huh. And I swear we were both crying there in the customs off. And then they said, sorry, we can't let you through. We had to go back to the States, drive back. Oh, it was really devastating. And we had to figure out a way to come back. Because really, we learned so much by doing different things and starting things off. You can't drive with jewelry. You have to ship it. So that was that was pretty How big. interesting. Like, see, somebody that's not in the business, I would never know that. But isn't, aren't you sort of saying you have to, you had to learn a lot through making mistakes? Uh-huh. A lot. <laughs> yes. A lot. A lot. And... You know, everybody, especially on social media and whatnot, and again, the whole premise of, of the podcast as well as the publication is to talk about these struggles because you look on certain social media channels and you're swiping and, you know, you see like these people's lives look picture perfect, bologna and cheese, right? There's no way. There, there are the struggles. And I feel like that's when real growth happens. That's when you know, you can be vulnerable. And I mean, you can say, hey, you know what? I've messed up too. And I, you know, was in tears with my daughter doing this and we had to go back, right? And right. that's okay. Guess what? I bet you never did that twice. Right. <laughs> and and I remember Jacqueline saying when she went to school, she said by the time she got to school the next day or the following day, it was the best day of her life. She never wanted to be in school so much. <laughs> think she would get back there we didn't know what was going to happen another thing that in the past that I always used to say to myself when I was weaker when I felt weak I would always ask myself the question what if I can't do this what if this doesn't work it was always that what if and then one day I just said to hell with the one one if I'm doing it I'm gonna oh. do it yeah, forget about one if, because you don't want to be a failure to other people and look like an idiot. And you know what? If it doesn't work, it won't work. You have to do it for yourself. It's forget um, what if, okay? And so I think that that uh, brings upon another most recent struggle um, 
the, the decision to move our company's head office. Mm. So that was something that we had been talking about for the last five years. COVID happened, everybody was working from home except for a few people. And, you know, we were like, we put it on hold. We looked at spaces over the last few years. Making the decision to move was probably one of the biggest struggles and like company-wide decisions that we had to make. Um, it was a huge growing point for us. Um, but at the same time, it was a huge investment for us to take. So we had to do scary. We had to do a lot to make this happen, and we were in the same location. So we had moved the business from our basement. Um, this was uh, 18 years ago. We moved the base of the business from our basement into a head office that was located on the second floor in this building. But that was scary too, I'm sure. Right? Sure, <laughs> yes, it was. And I remember I was 18 years old, and I was helping. I was helping uh, everybody move into the office. It was on the second floor. We had to get a safe in, and that was a whole other story. This was moving out of the space after being there for 17 years. If you could imagine, like in a home, all the stuff that you gather up over all this time, we had to get rid of a lot first, and then we had to find the right location. Are we going to move to a second store somewhere? Are we going to move downtown Montreal? Are we going to stay in, you know, the industrial area of Montreal near near the orange julep of Montreal? If you're familiar with that in Montreal. Um, so we, what we did was we found a, a, an amazing location. We we're like, okay, this is the one we're going to go here. It's second floor. It's similar to what we have. It's perfect. You know, and then, you know what, we had a discussion together. We decided, nope, that's not the space. And then, you know, turns out we ended up finding another, uh, another location. This is where we are now. And it was kind of like a dream spot. You can have a storefront in front. You can have your head office in the back. You're next to luxury boutiques. Um, you're still in an industrial area where you have 14 foot ceilings, um, but you need to build out the space. So it's going to take a designer. It's going to take a lot of work. You have to be ready for this. We in we didn't sleep, I think, for at least six months. <laughs> I was going to say at least or you didn't even exhale for six months. Yeah. But isn't that so exciting? Like now when you look back. You know, it's like, why was I so scared? Sort of, Andy, what you said, it's like, it's the what ifs that I think really, really stifle a lot of people. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's very commonly known that, you know, thinking backwards causes uh, depression, thinking forward causes anxiety. But as an entrepreneur, you kind of need to think forward a little bit when you're taking on such a big change. But you guys just sort of held each other's hands and said, we're doing this and we're gonna do it together. You have a great team. And so I think it's all about confidence. And so the book that I have coming out in 2024 is called Rockstar Confidence. And it's not about being arrogant. It's about, to me, confidence is believing in yourself. So mm -hmm. you all obviously had the confidence that regardless of whatever happened, if it was gonna uberly be successful, if it was going to be tough for a bit, if it was going to fail, you believed that you were all going to be okay. Would that be a fair statement? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, sure. And I think the scariest things sometimes turn out to be the most successful. Yeah, yes. they sure do. And, and the biggest growth, I think, too, happens yeah. in those times. So I would love to talk to you for the next 48 hours. I hope we do another podcast together. I'm definitely going to come see you in Montreal. We're going to talk about lots of fun things. But I have a closing question, I guess, for both of you. I'm going to let Anzi go first. Anzi, what does it mean to you when you hear the word unbreakable? Ah, 
<laughs> determined, <laughs> determined, determined. I love scary movies. Not too many of my friends do. And maybe that's part of like being in the business. <laughs> <laughs> Is living that nightmare of being an entrepreneur. Yes. Yeah, it's fun and exciting and when you get things to work out you know doing it like with our family my son developed the website when we first started Jacqueline is our creative designer Joanna is my right-hand person she does everything it's it's amazing it's a great feeling um, it's it's just about determination really it's a lot so a lot unbreakable to you is about being determined regardless of obstacles is yes. sort of what I hear from you. That's yes, awesome. Absolutely. Joanna, I'm going to put you on the spot. What does it mean Oops, to be frozen? Yep. It was frozen no, for a bit. It. It's what okay. We'll figure it out. Oh, no, <laughs> um, I think uh, just like following your, following your passion and, you know, doing, doing what you love, continuing to do what you love when you believe in something. Um, just keep going for it. Don't give up. I guess unbreakable is not giving up. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, you said something when you moved into the new space, you kind of just did it. You know, a lot of people I'm sure will ask you the same question they ask me and many other entrepreneurs is, well, how did you do it? And my answer to them is like, I just did. Like you just, you moved forward, whether it was, you know, kind of at snail's pace sometimes when you were, you know, thinking and not certain, but you were still moving forward. And yes. it sounds like, you know, you both, you, your whole family has moved forward in such a positive way. And again, hats off to you. I love both of you. I love the brand. Thank you both so much for joining me. Big hearts, big hugs, and I will come and see you both in Montreal. Please do. Thank you. Thank you so much. So nice chatting with you.